I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And on this episode, we're getting one in before Kat and JJ head off for their honeymoon. Can you guys tell our listeners what you're doing, or is that secret time for you two? I should have asked ahead of time. Secret time. Secret time. We're going to... I'm trying to say something funny, but nothing's coming to my mind. We're going to Zanzibar. Oh, well, we're just going to tell the truth. Yeah, we're just going <laughs> to... Which is great. Thing. I was just trying to make a joke by being like, we're going to uh, the Batcave, but that's dumb. But so you to emotionally prepare our cats for us leaving for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, on this episode, we have a great guest. Nicole has come on to join and share her stories. And I'm ha really happy that Kat and JJ are here for this one after going through Nicole's emails. Um, she has really experienced a lot. So Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So you've listened to some of our episodes. So, you know, we love to find out where our guests fall on what we call the Believometer. Zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? Definitely a 10. All right. <laughs> I love our 10 episodes. <laughs> Always action packed for sure. Well, how did you discover Real Hauntings? How'd you get into the podcast? 
You know, I think I was running out of podcasts to listen to, and I just did a search, and yours came up, and your little, the little blue ghost icon just drew me in, and I just listened to one episode, and then I was hooked. So shout out to Noah's wife, who yeah, she did the little blue <laughs> ghost icon, little ghosty guy, um, or girl. Uh, that's so cool. I don't think our ghost has a gender. So. Oh yeah, we've never established. <laughs> no. uh. Well, that's so that's so cool. Has, is there any specific episode that you've enjoyed or has really scared you along your listening journey? I have to say the one with the the brother and sister drowning, and then they, you know, they survived. Oh. And they, that one was really like, oh, that's because I like read a lot about like near death experiences. Stuff mm. Yeah. So shout out um, to Regina, Regina, Regina Hart. Yeah. yeah. Good memory. OG guest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was a really interesting story. She had some, you know, some haunted house stuff going on as well, but yeah, that, that whole near death experience where they tell you like, Hey, you were dead for X amount of seconds or minutes. That has to be a pretty heavy thing to kind of carry with you the rest of your life. So I, I can certainly imagine why that would stick with you. Well, um, again, we're excited to have you on. Where does your haunting journey begin? What's kind of the origin story for you? Oh, God, I, I would have to say it's it's always been since I was younger, just weird things. But I have to say probably when I was in college, it was when it really started kickstarting. A lot of sleep paralysis. Um, you know, I started dating my husband um, when I was in college and started having experiences then. I don't know if it's related to him. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> um, Does he have experiences or? You know what? He has, but on the believometer, he's probably a one or a two. Mm -hmm. So he's the type mm -hmm. of person like, I saw that but there has to be a logical explanation. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. he's still like, just no, you're dreaming. You're, you don't, you know, he just does not believe it. Even though he's seen some of the stuff, not all of it. So, does that, I, I know we haven't like even gotten into your stories, but for you to be 10, for your husband to be a one, even though you've like have these shared experiences, does that, like cause any friction or is that kind of like, I mean, do, is it like a, eh, you know, you've got your explanation. I've got mine. No, it, it doesn't. And I think he, he tries to understand because I'm very like science. I'm very like, mm -hmm. okay, there is an explanation. Let's dive into science. So then I started reading a lot about um, quantum physics and biocentrism and, so then he started like, oh, well, I'll read and I'll try. And he, it's cute. He does try to like understand, but he doesn't. <laughs> so. I I relate to that skepticism and wanting to turn to science and also that not being able to understand anything related to quantum physics or I don't even <laughs> know the term biocentrism. So... <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like it, it doesn't cause any friction. It's just like you know, he'll roll his eyes and I roll my eyes at him. And then it's, we call it a day. Nice. Well, something that would cause some friction for me is what happened to you back in 1996. And in the email, there's a question mark. So we'll just say around 1996. Can you tell us about that experience? Because 
even though as you kind of put it wasn't technically a haunting it's definitely something that would have haunted me had i experienced yeah when i worked at uh, a retirement community so i was 16 and my job was to wheel the people around you know in the retirement community so i'd go up to their rooms with the wheelchair and i'd bring them down to the community center to you know eat and um i went up to get this woman who was the sweetest woman and i went in well i went in because she wasn't answering and i found her dead and um i was pretty scarred by it because you know i'm 16 not (laughs) expecting something like that but what really struck me and i and i can see it as clear as day in my head now is that she was laying down in her bed with her hand over her chest, eyes wide open, mouth open, looking into the corner and her hand was outreached. Now, my question was, and I've thought about this to this day, why didn't her hand drop? Because you'd think that it would have dropped before the rigor mortis set in, but it was outstretched. I freaked out. I went down and I got my supervisor and she's like, well, did you check her pulse? I'm like, no, I didn't. And then they went up and I didn't go back up after that. It wasn't paranormal, but it it, it was odd. So you you had that experience that was, of course, kind of shocking. And, and then you moved on and started to have some sleep paralysis. And then I was reading in your email that um, in 2000 and let's see. You said it was around 2006 where you and your husband were living in an apartment. Can you kind of tell us about what happened there? Okay. So we were in bed. I woke up in the middle of the night and it's very hard to explain, but I saw my husband standing over his own body. Um, He was translucent and there was a shadow person right next to him. But the weird thing was, I was not afraid at all. I was kind of just staring in disbelief, like, what is going on? What am I seeing right now? Am I dreaming? But I was very much awake. And then I felt as if that shadow, whatever it was, and I couldn't make out any features, but I felt as after I like lifted up on my elbows to be like, what is happening? It noticed me looking and I could hear it. Oh, I could hear it think saying she can see us. And then it they just both of them just slowly dissipated and just disappeared. My husband had just this what whatever he was standing over his body. It was had just this blank look on his face. He looked like he was totally out of it. And then I was like, okay, I guess there's nothing else to do but to go to bed. So I went back to bed. And when I woke up the next morning, I started to panic. I was like, is this a death omen for my husband? I was, and I was just got very overprotective. I said like, you know, call me when you get to work. I was, I was scared. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until years later that I realized maybe it was, and he was having an out-of-body experience or astral projection, whatever, you know, you prefer to call it. Um, but it was just very real. I told him about it. Obviously, he's like, no, you were dreaming. It was nothing. I told my I tell my mom this stuff, too, because she believes in it. And she's like, well, your grandma could see, you know, had experiences as well. 
And that's all she really ever says about <laughs> Gee, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you about them, but I won't. Now, do you think that had anything to do with your sleep paralysis? Well, I didn't have sleep paralysis that night. Okay. Um, I just like woke up and then I looked over and I saw that and I just jolted up. So um, as far and as it, I remember, I didn't have sleep paralysis that night. But And at that point, where would you say, you know, if you can recall back, where did you kind of fall on that Believometer back then, do you think? Probably about a seven. Okay. Um, because I did hear a lot of stories from my grandmother and she wasn't the type to like make up stories. Um, and I was always fascinated with it. So I guess a six or a seven. Well, and then you experience what I would call like the classic beginning of a horror movie where you guys go to move into your new home and the neighbors are like, Oh, yeah, your new home, it's haunted. So can no. you tell us about that? Okay, so we move into this home. Um, and there, when you go down in the basement, before we even move stuff in, there were like surgical supplies on the wall. I didn't think anything of it, but my mom and, you know, my family were like, this is weird, this is creepy. And I was just like, oh, roses, I have a new home and everything's great. <laughs> so we move in and I just, things started to happen. The neighbors were afraid of the place. Um, I, I, I'm I sorry, I gotta pause though. Like when you say there's surgical implements that are on the wall of your house. They like, look like like scissors type of thing. Like a, I, I and they're just know, like I, mounted to the wall. They were, you know, like those. Um, it's like a board with a bunch of holes, and then they had like the hooks. So right, they were hanging like your on, hammer and stuff. Oh, yeah, it was like hanging on those. I don't know. I'm pretty sure my husband tossed them. I, I, I don't know. But we that's wild. <laughs> we bought the house from a, a serial killer. Couple. <laughs> I know, right? No, he could have been. I don't know. Um, so weird things started to happen in that house. So I'll give one example. So my husband and I, we we have four kids, and at the time we just had my twins, and he was holding one twin, I was holding the other. Um, I was on the phone. The TV was like in front of us, and between the TV. And us on the floor was a one of those like baby rockers. So you could put the baby in. There wasn't any kind of music or electronic stuff attached to it. And all of us, and it was empty. All of a sudden it just went just mm -hmm. like that. Nope. And, nope. and can you describe to our audience what that was? Um what what you were just showing us? It 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 went it basically went up and then back down. Okay. So if one of my I had three cats if one of the cats had bumped it which they didn't because they were nowhere in sight it would have continued rocking back and forth mm. back and forth but instead it just did one rock forward and then right back and did almost, not move almost like something was getting out of the chair well you think that but then it would have continued moving mm. So uh -huh. immediately my husband puts the baby down. He look, he's on the floor looking under the couch and, you know, there's gotta be an explanation. I'm like, well, the windows are closed. I, what could have done that? 
even if it was wind, it, it would have rocked back and forth, back and forth, and it didn't. Um, so there was that, there was that story. And then another one, he was holding my one daughter and the dog, we had this big 80 pound dog who was just a giant baby at the time. And all of a sudden he's, the dog started growling at my husband, which is very out of character. My husband, yeah. holding the baby. and we're like, well, maybe it's because you have your hoodie on. So take your hoodie off. So he took the hoodie off, but Guinness, our dog, was used to that. Like my husband wears his hoodie up all the time. And Guinness is backing up into me, like almost onto my lap. And I'm looking and he's looking not at my husband, but at the like wall above my husband. Mm -hmm. So in what I was interpreting, he's looking at something looking down at my husband and my daughter. So I got creeped out with that. Like my, the hair on the back of his neck was all pilo erect and he was just scared and it creeped out my husband and I. <laughs> Yikes. And I mean, your dog, would he like, like if, if there was like a stranger who'd come over to or you know, not, maybe not a stranger, but like a stranger to the dog who'd like come over. To he, the house, he would he... jump. He'd want to play. He was very yeah. like, he was obnoxious in a happy way. Uh huh. Um, but he would look down the basement and he, my husband works overnights, of course. So he would look down into the basement when my husband was at home and he would just growl. And the same thing, oh. the hair in the back of his, his uh, back would be pilo erect and he just wouldn't go down in the basement. I had no problem going into the basement. I didn't feel like anything was like malicious. Mm -hmm. So even though all these weird things were happening, I, I wasn't like, scared scared well and, and didn't you capture a uh potentially a, an entity talking on camera as well yeah i did um so <laughs> i'm obsessed with taking baby pictures of my kids so i was the twins were babies they're on their backs and i'm tickling them and i'm making really obnoxious like high-pitched baby noises this episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. 
But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. And when I looked back at the video, I could hear somebody, looked sounded like a man, very loudly say, aww. And I just kept replaying that thing. I was like, this is creepy. But it was only me there. The mm -hmm. TV wasn't on. I mean, I could show people, let them listen to it, which I have. But they could just say, oh, you had something on in the bay. Like, you made that up. So it's, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that I have that is proof for me, but. And, and up to that point, I mean, did that really hearing that voice come off of the recording? Did that really solidify to you? Like there's something in this home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely did. Um, but like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't afraid in that home as I was in my next home. Right. <laughs> well, it was, it was a very different feeling. I felt it was like a very protective, whatever it was. It liked the kids. It wasn't trying to like be and, scary. And you that was the house with the surgical supplies. Yeah. That's so, yeah. I, was oh, I can't get over that. that. <laughs> I wasn't afraid of that one. So I think I that yeah. the title of this episode, will have to have something like, my new, I don't know, something about surgical supplies on the wall or something. Um, that'll be a good, a good episode title. So you also said, and I think this is in this same home, you had an experience where you all were in bed and you felt a sensation pulling on you. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, and, and this has happened more than once, but um, I, my daughter was in the bed between my husband and I, he was passed out. And I, I was laying on my side facing them and it just felt like something was pulling me, but I didn't feel hands. It was just like pulling me off towards the side of the bed. And I was really resisting it. And there's other times, um, even after that, living at that house, where I'd feel the sensation of being pulled by the feet at the end of the bed. Yeah. Um, just really creepy, creepy stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And and when that happens, does it feel like you can move or does it feel more like you might be in a sleep paralysis state? I, You know, I'm not in a full, it feels like I'm halfway in a sleep mm. paralysis. Whereas when you're in sleep paralysis, you cannot move at all. Whereas when I get into that state, it's almost like it's slow motion. Like I can't use all of my energy so maybe i'm half in half out of sleep paralysis if that is even a thing mm -hmm. i feel like even without the sleep paralysis sometimes i'll like wake up and you know i haven't had that like experience of like 
waking up and and feeling like something's pulling me but like waking up and feeling like i'm still kind of in like a somewhat awake somewhat dream state yeah Um, but it's never been like a like having like a physical experience it's more just been like a like a visual thing or you're really confident in yourself and you or i say really confident things about myself when he talks Um, he talks in his sleep but he's half awake half asleep it's really funny (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, that reminded me of the movie. So on the, the we haven't released this episode yet. We just recorded it um, Tuesday, but Kat shared a recording of JJ talking in sleep. And he was doing like the affirmations from the movie, The Help. Like, so it made me it was like, I don't know, it was really sweet. So not to segue too hard here, but in 2013, you had mentioned in the email, you know, that like Sandy Hook had taken place and you were feeling, which I think mm-hmm. is very fair, you know, uh, worried about your kids and kind of, I'm sure like how the world was, you know, has changed and was continuing to change. And you felt moved to the point where you went to maybe an unlikely source for help. Can you tell us about what happened after that? I, so when Sandy Hook happened, I, you know, I had three toddlers um my fourth wasn't born yet and I was just distraught they you know they're not in school yet but then I had this fear like what's what's going to happen when they go to school they're going to be protected and I just my husband was at work I sat down on the kitchen floor my the babies were all sleeping and I just sobbed I was just like just overcome with emotion of what happened to those babies and that teacher those teachers And I just basically, you know, I'm not a religious person. I guess I'm Mm. agnostic. I believe there's something out there. I don't know what it is. If you want to call it prayer, maybe that's what I was doing. But I just like, please look out for my children. You know, grandma, you know, Nick, my um, brother-in-law, like just watch over them. You know, even if it means like take me instead of them. And tonight, and I said this, and I probably shouldn't have said this. I said, please just give me confirmation that, give me proof that you hear me. And I'm saying this as I'm sobbing and all kinds of emotions and I went to bed. And then the days and weeks (laughs) after that were probably a little too much for me. I, I, it was scary. I would say it was poltergeist. It was definitely poltergeist activity that happened after that. Now, before that, there were like weird things where the doors would move, but I'm like, oh, it's it's the wind or, or the air pressure in the house. You didn't think much of it. You'd mm-hmm. feel like a heavy presence, but you wouldn't see anything. So then all of a sudden things would happen. Now, my mom was there when this part happened. Um, we were in the kitchen. And um, our kitchen leads to the living room and our kids were in the living room and all of a sudden the volume just skyrockets, goes really high on the TV. And I'm close enough where I looked at my mom and then I just like moved my head. I didn't really even have to move my body to see what what they're doing. I'm like, did one of the kids get the, the TV? They were nowhere near it. The remote wasn't near them. I'm like, okay, that's weird. A couple minutes go by. We have one of those vacuum cleaners that clean like wooden floors. So it goes into like a charging dock. So it's plugged in, but it's not on. Mm -hmm. And it was right by my mom. And then it just, it turned on. 
and that's like minutes after the TV volume went up. We're like, this, this is weird. This is kind of odd. Uh, my mom looks at me like, okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> uh, um, your grandma had a story like this, so I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, really. Your grandma used to see this kind of stuff. Um, well, and then your, your kids were hearing. They would hear whispers. They would hear their names being whispered. Mm -mm. Um, and then the doors would open and close. And then they would run out like, mommy, mommy, the door closed on us. I'm like, it's okay. It's, you know, I don't want to scare them. Yeah. Um, and, and then I think the biggest one, and this is where it kind of, or, oh, I'll tell, okay, I'll tell this one. So we all left the house. We had the three cats and the dog and nobody was in the house except for them. When we came back, we opened the door. All of our like dining room furniture was pushed up against the door. So somebody in the house had to have pushed that out, you know, up against the door, but there was no one in the house. And it happened twice. So that was like one that this is a little much. And my husband's like, oh, it's probably the dog. Like, no. <sighs> Guinness would never do, <laughs> not do that. This is very calculated. Um, yeah. And then I was, my husband was at work, of, of course. Kids were sleeping. I was on the couch, fall asleep. And I woke up and I just, you know, when you get that like uncomfortable feeling, like it's just, it, it it's very heavy. You feel like you're being watched. Everything was very dark like even when you have the like the little red light from the tv like i couldn't even see that so i just closed my eyes and then all of a sudden i felt like it was static electricity and it just like would get close to my face and then it would go away and it would get close to my face and then it would go away and it happened a couple times and i just kept my eyes closed i'm like if i open my eyes i'm gonna see something scary i'm freaked out right now i'm gonna ignore mm -hmm. it Maybe it'll go away. Right after that, I was not opening my eyes. I felt my whole body just move maybe two or three feet down the couch. Oh my gosh. And this is where I'm questioning like, okay, was I like, did it really happen to me physically? Or was it like an out of body experience? But I remember very vividly using my arms to like army crawl three times back up to my pillow, keeping my eyes closed until I felt like the presence of the room just calmed down. Um, like I felt like it, it just wasn't as heavy or scary. I opened my eyes and my dog was sleeping like nothing had ever happened. Um, hmm. And that's kind of where it drew the line. Like it, 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 it touched me. It, it, I, I, if it could do that and it's scaring my kids, I got mad, like at first I got scared and I called my mom and my husband and, and they're like, uh, you know, okay, it was a dream. So well, the next night I just, you know, I got mad. I was no longer scared and I was talking to it and like threatening it, like you stay away from my kids or I'll come after you. I had no fear. Like I was ready to like <laughs> fight this poltergeist, yeah. whatever. And then I didn't have all of that crazy activity stopped until my daughter told me of her experience when she she was four, where she was in her junior loft bed. She said an orange man 
rolled into her room, but he had no legs and no mouth. And he had her on the head. And then she put the pillow or the covers over her face and he and he went away. That sounds like straight out of a movie like um like one of those anime like spirited away kind of movies that sounds so creepy oh, i was like so oh. like really then tell me and i'm like you know probing like what happened then and what did he look like did he say anything and my husband's like it was a dream would you stop it so then i you know i stopped but she still remembers it you know she's 12 yeah. and she remembers it very vividly gosh i mean you all have had so much happen during kind of the the you know your bedtime like when you're going to sleep or you are asleep and and i'll preface before i go into this story like it may be fairly (laughs) traumatic for some people to hear this but i mean it was pretty shocking to read you wrote that in 2019 you had something pretty intense happen while you were sleeping so i mean it wasn't There wasn't much detail to it. It was, I was sleeping. Um, I, I lay on my side. I was laying on my right side and I woke up to something doing something behind me. And I looked and I felt I had no energy and it was almost like I had 360 vision. I don't even know if I turned my head, but I saw it. I didn't see its face, but I saw this like skinny bulb short thing behind me you know um from lord of the rings that little like yes him that's what it looked like but i didn't see the face that but the body that's what it reminded me of and it didn't penetrate but i felt stuff between my thighs it was oh my goodness it was just, and it felt like I had no energy to even fight it. So like I woke up, I'm like, what, what the heck? Why didn't I, why didn't I freak out more? I couldn't, I had no energy. So yeah, I just, and then I just remember like passing out. That and, must yeah. have been terrible. Yeah. I mean, trying to feel safe in that space after that. Or was just, that? Yeah. And understanding kind of what was happening and. Well, and that yeah. happened in my house I'm in now. And, you know, I I don't feel anything crazy in this house. And sometimes this stuff happens. It not not poltergeist stuff, but like nighttime stuff. It and it happens, but it's not as prevalent in this house as it is and was in my other houses. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that did happen, it made me uncomfortable. And I even questioned like my husband, like, so did we do anything last night? And he's like, I wasn't even home. And then I, you know, described the situation. He's like, you're going to compare me to that. He was kind of offended. So, I mean, you, you keep having the, I mean, I, there really is a theme of something about, it, does it seem to happen at the same time of night or, or is it kind of spaced out when these experiences? No, take I, place? I don't, I don't really pay attention to the, to the time. That's fair. Um, yeah. I mean, I there's don't. a lot going on. I mean, and, and it's so dark. that's all it is. I know is yeah. dark. And so in in um last year, or well, we're in 2023 now, but in 2021, you woke up in the middle of the night and had a large man standing next to you. Yeah, that- yeah there was this in I woke, but it was so weird because it was a sense like I I knew him, but I didn't. And it was almost like a 
like a brother or a fatherly love, like, like family love. Mm-hmm. And it was so strong. And he reached out, but he had this giant, like, cold, massive hand. And when I touched it, it was just ice cold. And I just, I just remember his long, long brown, wavy hair. And it was just, it, again, it seemed so real. But then I like question, you know, sometimes when people sleep, they go into that, I, I you know, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing it right, the hypnagogic state, where they say people like hallucinate. Was it a hallucination or is this stuff that people are actually experiencing? Mm. You know, well, I don't know. Like, he didn't do anything. He, he seemed nice. <laughs> and we're kind of coming up on our hour, but but I am curious. So you mentioned that your husband had seen some things too. Are there any of those stories you'd like to share? Well, that was, it was the things about the, the rocking chair. He saw that. Mm-hmm. He right. saw the, the furniture up against the, um, the wall. He saw the, do- or the, the door, the dog barking above his head. So his stuff is very like subtle, but it's still right in your face. Yeah. Like how can you not be I mean, the furniture thing doesn't seem that subtle. <laughs> Like, <laughs> no, no, it's not. But you know, you know, he's not being like poked by right. Okay. Yeah. Thing, you know? yeah, for uh, sure. True. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Is there anything you'd like to plug, or any way if our fans want to reach out to you to discuss more of your story, like any social media you want to put out there? You absolutely don't have to, so don't feel any pressure. Yeah, um, I, I, all my social media is pretty private. I, I, okay. I guess mm-hmm. if anybody has any you know, questions or advice, <laughs> help, they could um, maybe email you, you can forward it to me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, fan. So if, if you um, listen to this story, and you go, man, I'd really wish I could ask Nicole something or, you know, anything of that nature to shoot us an email over at real hauntings podcast at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to forward that over to Nicole. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on. This has been an absolute pleasure. So much in there. I mean, you you really have had uh, a lifetime of experiences, and you're one yeah. of those people mm-hmm. that they didn't just end when you were young. You know, these really seem to pick up as kind of you you know became an adult even, um, and, and is still going on, which which is I think very unique based on what we've heard on our podcast. It's yeah. a love hate thing. Like I'm I'm intrigued, but I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. I'm done. <laughs> do you have any questions for us before we get you out of here? I know you've listened to the couple episodes here and there. So anything you wanted to ask us? No, I just I really enjoy your show. And I keep I hope you guys continue doing this because I really like hearing real stories from people and kind of helps me <laughs> too. So That's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. I'm Nicole. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. 
As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.